Hey, hey everyone. Welcome to Home Energy Design. How to design a beautiful home and life and make sure it's energy aligned. I'm your host, Amanda Gates, and I'm an interior designer and feng shui practitioner. And these combined skills have made me a floor plan reading expert. Energy design is like astrology for your home and your life. And who doesn't want more of that? I believe in all things pretty. In fact, my team and I love the pretty. But what makes my firm different is that we can help you create designs that are also energy aligned to help you get the home and life you've always dreamed of. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hey, hey everyone, welcome to Home Energy Design. I'm your host, Amanda Gates, and today I have on land healer and environmentalist, Maudie Mason. The month of April is always a special month to me because it's the month that we celebrate Earth Day. FYI, it's on April 22nd. Now I think every month should prompt you to be green and prompt you to wanna be sustainable in all of your actions. But I get it, we get so busy in our everyday lives that, you know, that green stuff can get pushed aside pretty easily because, hey, we love shit to be convenient, don't we? So the entire month of April is going to be devoted to reminders about being green and why it matters. So no surprise, I've been very intentional in who I've put on the show to share my love of being green and how you can too. Our planet is in trouble. Her chi is so sick, you guys. It's so bad. And it's our job as faithful stewards to bring her back, to bring her back to her optimal health. And that's why I wanted Dr. Madi on the show. She is one of those incredible stewards through mystical medicine who's helping our mama planet to release toxic energies and residual traumas that are lowering her vibe. You know, if you if you haven't heard about this idea of ascension and our planet rising, it's difficult for her to do that, but she has to because we're not treating her right. Our oceans are filled with crap. Our landfills are growing bigger and bigger every day. And we keep getting more convenient products to use, which creates more packaging. And don't even get me started on palm oil because what's happening to our rainforest and the devastations to our ecosystems and what it's doing to orangutans, elephants, I mean, entire ecosystems are being completely flashed and burned, wiped out for palm oil. And 90% of the convenient products on the market have palm oil. So this month of April is all about making you aware of things that you can do to help our planet. Now, don't think that this is just one-sided. It's great to be green because this empowers you. It becomes kind of a game to see how you can do other green things in your life. And it also empowers your chi. You feel great, so you feel uplifted, and then you do more. So with that, I want to invite each and every one of you that listens to this podcast, whether you're a new podcast listener or an old one, I want you to think about the ways that you are being green. And I want you to email us because I want to hear about this. I want you to tell us what you're doing every day to be green, big or small. My book, Easy Everyday Habits to Be More Eco-Friendly, is now available on paperback. 
So what the Gates team and I are going to do is we are going to be selecting five lucky winners to receive a signed copy. And I want to know about all the things that you're doing. I want to know about the easy tips that everybody can incorporate in, maybe the fun things you're doing, the creative things that you're doing, how you're involving your family. And hey, don't forget about the haphazard tips that you thought would work and turned out not so great. So for instance, in my early days in my quest to be totally green, I had read an article about how people go to the stores and they bring all of their own bags and all their own containers and everything. And I was like, I am going to do this. So I decided to take all of my own containers, aka they were all glass. I did not think this through. And my containers were uh, reused glass, like, you know, old jam jars, old jalapeno jars, what could go wrong, right? So totally empowered, I go to the store, I fill my containers full of nuts and water and rice and just all this, you know, bulk stuff. And I put it all in my car and I'm on my way home. I am fired up. I'm kicking ass and taking names at this green stuff. And a man pulled out in front of me and I slammed on my brakes Everything came flying out of these bags, slammed into each other, glass broke everywhere. I had rice, water, nuts, candy, you name it. I had it all over my car and none of it was reusable because it all had glass in it. It was a disaster, but I get an A for effort, right? So... <laughs> encourage you if you go to the store with any reusable items uh, make sure they're plastic and they don't break because uh, that was not my finest moment in being green <laughs> so if you have a story like that we definitely want to hear it but what we'll do is we're going to pick our favorite stories our favorite tips and our favorite ideas and I'll announce those in May you can just email those to us at let's chat at thegatescompany.com. And also, speaking of being green, I think I mentioned it in last week's show, I don't want you to forget about Dry Farm Wines. Um, their wines are totally eco-friendly. Todd actually goes over to Europe to find boutique wine vineyards uh, to really find the best all-natural wines that are super healthy. They're better for your chi. They are, um, they don't put like sugars and sulfites and all the extra stuff in them and they are so good, but you can also recycle those those bottles. So it's kind of a win-win-win situation. He's helping boutique farmers uh, and boutique vineyards so that they can sustain a lifestyle uh, with their family and make money. And then we are eating or consuming a healthy product that is not harming our chi and our system. And then we can recycle those bottles. So it's it's really a great system. And um, I'm really uh, proud of all that Todd has done and what he's doing for uh, just wine in general and this business, this industry, because it, it's really a shame. Some of the companies that are out there, what they're doing to um, 
be so profit driven to extreme. Um, it makes me sick some of the the things that are occurring for greed and profit. And we've kind of gotten in our way on some of those things. So um, I really believe in what he's doing. That's why I'm talking so much about it. I love how he runs his business. And I especially love how he treats his employees and everything that he does is sustainable, which I think is fantastic. And if you do want to enjoy their wines, um, I talked a little bit about the subscription plan that he has uh, in, I think it was last week's show when I talked about it, but um, you can completely customize it, set it up however you want. But if you do dryfarmwines.com forward slash Amanda Gates, he throws in a bottle for free. So um, that's fantastic. Well, I, I need to re-say that. It's not free. You have to pay a penny for it. There's some law or something that says that he can't give away free booze. Um, so it's essentially almost sort of kind of free. You just have to give him a penny. Um, but it's a great um, it's a great system that he's got set up. And it's a great promo that I would love for you to try out. And hey, if you hate it, just cancel this subscription. I can't say that word. Uh, you can just cancel it. But so far, um, we've been getting killer emails from listeners who are signing up and they're like, holy cow, we had no idea that wine could be this good. And they didn't realize how much ethanol and chemicals and toxins were in the commercial everyday domestic wines until you start drinking the good stuff. So you will get addicted to it. So be sure to check it out. It's really great. And lastly, I have a new workshop coming up at the end of April. It's going to be here in Franklin, Tennessee. It'll be on April 27th. If you are interested in learning more about this, you can just go over to the website. I've already got a button up, but it's going to be a workshop on how to remove negative energy from your home or if you have an office space, you can also apply these principles to your office. But I basically wanted to put this together. It's the perfect time because it's spring. A lot of people get in the mood for spring cleaning and what better way to clean than to get rid of negative energy. So in this workshop, you'll learn the principles of chi, what exactly it is and how to change your mood. You'll learn how to cultivate your chi, which you hear me talk about on this show all the time. And you'll see how to determine where energy blocks may be showing up in your house because that affects your house and it also affects your health every time you walk into that residual energy. And then I'll also teach a sacred ceremony and we're also going to do a group meditation. So it's going to be a really fun workshop. I've actually gotten quite a few requests to do something like this so that we can all get together, learn more about chi and feng shui. And um, I finally did it. I finally put one together. It'll be here in Franklin. I don't have the venue set up yet. I need to know how many people are going to be interested. One of the places that I looked at that I would really like to hold this at is over $1,000 to rent. So if we don't have a lot of interest, then that's not going to really make sense for me to do. But I've got some friends that I can uh, have the venue at. Um, I've also got a friend who is the manager of an apartment complex, so I might be able to hold it there. So we'll just see the interest that we have, and based on that, then we'll know where to do it. But it will be in the Cool Springs, Franklin, Tennessee area. So you can go on over to my website now, gatesinteriordesign.com. There's a button at the top of the page where you can sign up there to get more information or uh, sign up for the workshop. All righty. Today, we're going to talk about what a land healer is how to know if your land needs healing, and how consciousness, the collective consciousness, affects her, and how to keep your property and the property around you living, 
a high vibe life. You ready? Let's do this. Amanda here. I'm super excited to have Maddie Mason on the show today. She's actually a land healer. And if you have not heard of that, that's exactly what we're going to talk about today. Welcome, Maddie. Thank you so much for having me. Hi, everybody. I'm so excited to have you here. It's funny. I, I told Deborah, I said, I want to start getting um, more people on the show that I think are doing um, a little bit more. I don't want to use the word eccentric because I think that this mm -hmm. is this is work that needs to be done. You know, I, I definitely feel like this is a special profession um, that's not only needed, but it shouldn't be seen as unique, but I feel like it is. So yeah, what exactly is a land healer? And I'm really curious how you got into this. Yeah, no worries. Um, well, I guess I, I describe land healing as simply raising the vibration of an area. So, um, so on any property, um, you'll most likely have a few spots that have like dense energy patches. So what I do is I go in and I channel energy into those dense energy patches so that um, everything's of a similar vibration and energy can flow really well. So I sort of like say it's like having like really, really little um, mud patches around the property. So if you think about having mud on your own property, going on there and trying to build, you would have problems, you would have really poor foundations, you would have um, machinery getting bogged all the time. After a while, it'd probably start to smell a little bit. Um, things would be, you know, take a lot longer. You'd have a lot of delays and it would just wouldn't be a very easy build or a very easy, um, wouldn't feel nice to be on that property. And that's from all these little dense energy patches. Um, and so what I do is I go in and I put like energetic fill into those. So it's like when people build roads, they have, you know, if they didn't design it properly, they would have all these holes in these roads or, or bits that needed um, gravel fill. So I put energetic fill to make a nice smooth surface so that the energy can flow well. Um, and there's, there's so many different causes of dense energy patches. It can be from um, negative ley lines, from um, electric influence, um, EMF, from psychic buildup so that's what people have left behind when they've been on the land or in a house i'm talking about the land but it also i'm talking about i mean what's in houses as well as well above the land um underground water can can cause dense energy patches geopathic stress wounds so when we've damaged the land through um, knocking over trees or or digging holes in the ground um spirits um physical contamination of the land there's so many different ways that that we can we can create these dense energy patches so my job is really to go in and remove those for people and i'm curious you know how does you know i'm an advanced feng shui practitioner so i do similar things i do i do this on the property but i also you know predominantly do this in the home i know why i got into this but i'm curious how you got into this yeah yeah so all of my love for my love is for the earth really and for nature. And so I grew up and I was just absolutely obsessed with animals. And I, I probably loved my pets way too much, you know, like the type of person who would dress up my cat and, um, and, you know, hug them too much. And all they probably wanted to do was get away. But I just have always had an obsession with, um, with nature and animals. And I've always sort of felt as an advocate for those. So, um, you know, I grew up and I'd see bugs drowning in the pool and I would save them or, um, you know, I couldn't stand, people fishing even I couldn't stand seeing an, an innocent animal suffer so all of that sort of led into um, me studying environmental science at university and um, and then I had this other side of me that I also was interested in which was spirituality and 
I had all of these experiences growing up where, um, you know, where you'd be sitting down and I don't know if this is too out there for, for a lot of the listeners or not, but you know, when the TV would just turn on and um, while you'd be sitting there or you could sense spirits around or, you know, I'd have um, spirits come and wake me up in my sleep and all of these things that just made me realize there was other things outside of there, that there was a metaphysical world. Um, and I grew up though, but I wasn't allowed to, to talk about that stuff because my family wouldn't believe it. And, you know, so I wasn't able to actually investigate that side of my interests until I was in my twenties. So then I started getting into, um, uh, spirituality and I studied Reiki and I studied, um, shamanism, Incan shamanism and, um, and all of that was really great. And I loved healing people, but my real passion was the environment. So I was working in environmental management and on the side, I was healing people, but I really wanted to combine those two and help nature. So um, I started calling myself an earth healer without even really knowing what that was. And then about two years later, somebody um, asked me if I knew this lady, her name's Maggie Landman, and she actually teaches land healing. And, um, and so I went and did my first course with her and uh, absolutely loved it and just had this natural knack, I guess, because I'd already done all that energetic um, healing development through Reiki and, and shamanism. Um, and yeah, ever since then, I've been doing property healings, mainly for um, either people who have um, spirits in their houses or property developers um, or people with investment properties who are, who are trying to sell theirs. And you know, people always feel like there's something wrong. Um, so I don't actually have to do much marketing for what I do. People come looking for me because they, they sense that something's not right on their property and they want someone to, to come in and, and get rid of it. I love that. And I, I love your devotion to Mama Earth. I, I resonate with that. Um, I talk all the time on this show about the importance of nature spirits and um, just the importance of our earth. I wrote a book called Easy Everyday Habits to Be More Eco-Friendly to encourage mm -hmm. people to want to be just more friendly to our environment. I was laughing as you said, I, I would cringe even at fishing and I, I, yeah. <laughs> I can't even do um, Christmas trees. I can't do it. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I, it, I remember as a child, we started pretty early on. My parents just started buying trees from the nursery that we would plant in the yard because if we did a tree that had been cut down, I would tell my mother it had been murdered for the sake of 30 <laughs> days. Like, <laughs> yep, yep, yeah. It's so true, though. It is. And it's such um, something that people don't question because it's a, you know, just something that we do in society. You, you have Christmas trees and nobody sees past that. You just see the tradition. So it's great that you actually think about the influence that we, we have when, at Christmas time. Yeah. And I love that you can really um, sense it. There's no such thing as too weird on this show. We always say oh, great. Yep. better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, cause I do a lot of the same things. Um, you know, I, I read the energy of a home and a land too. So you and I are very, very similar. And, um, I know I typically have a sense I'm very empathic. I know when a home needs healing, I can have conversations mm -hmm. with the home and I have an understanding of what's going on there. And I call it deposits, you know, you called it mm -hmm. uh, psychic energy, but mm -hmm. for those that are listening today, how do they know 
that their land needs healing? What are some typical indicators that the common person could be looking for and saying, hmm, maybe I need something like this? <laughs> uh, I think the first thing is definitely your own intuition. So you'll just know that something isn't right. Your sixth sense is telling you. But um, the other things that will show up are like a constant run of bad luck, like maybe you'll have a car run into your front fence or into your garage or something and then a month later a tree will fall somewhere on your house or, um, you know, constant bills stacking up from things breaking in your house or um, perhaps you're trying to sell a property and it just won't sell and you can't work out why because everybody else in your street can sell and your house is no, not really different to that. Um, you might just have constant delays. So if you're trying to build, you can't get the government approval to, to build and you can't, you know, just things that don't really make sense. And, um, and yeah, and nothing that you do in, in the 3D world will fix that. Even if you've done everything perfectly, for some reason, there's something about that property that just won't go through. There's no flow there, I guess, is what the thing is. Yeah. And it can also be, um, it can show up in your own health. So perhaps if you have to spend a lot of time in your property and, for example, you've got a lot of dense psychic buildup in there, um, you can start to become quite depressed yourself or quite unwell, physically unwell, um, or you might not be able to sleep in that property. Um, yeah, it can show up in so many different ways. Yeah, I've definitely seen that. You mentioned the ley lines and, and underground water. I've seen that that mm. causes uh, insomnia quite a bit. Mm. Um, but I'm curious, you know, I, I would assume th this may be higher knowledge, but I, I assume that, you know, our land, since it is energy is much like us and has feelings and moods and, and, you know, feels like we do. I'm curious from your okay. own opinion and from your own experience, since you've been doing this so long, how does our current cultural consciousness of treating our land, I call it raping our land, mm. uh, you know, how is that affecting our earth? How is that poorly affecting her energy? Well, I think what it really is, is that we're so disconnected from our earth at the moment that we don't, we're not even, we have no idea how much damage we're doing. We don't, you know, we're, we're really past that, that point of um, easily being able to re repair the damage that we're done. We've just because nobody's connected to the earth, nobody, well, you know, some of us are, but the general population doesn't, isn't aware. They don't, um, they're not sensed into how the earth is feeling. So they can't tell that, um, that we've caused all of this damage or how the earth is feeling. Um, so, you know, I think it really comes down to everybody spending more time in nature and getting connected themselves so that they can start to feel that, hang on, there's, um, this earth isn't actually very healthy at the moment and we need to be changing our, our ways to do that. Um, but yes, I think that we're, we're definitely not treating the earth right. And I think what the, the key thing is, is that we're taking there's this really key missing element in the way that we're even trying to help the earth. And that is that we're taking all the time from it but we're not giving anything back. So um, the way that the natural energy cycles of the work, of the earth work, like ecosystems, for example, the carbon cycle, the food cycle, all of these systems that we're actually part of, we take from them, but we don't give anything back. And the way that natural system cycles, uh, systems and cycles are supposed to work is that every player in those takes a little bit, but gives energy back in another way. So what we're really doing is by taking energy from these systems but not putting anything back into them, we're actually shutting them down. 
So we're shutting down all of these natural systems that actually sustain our own lives. So by not giving back to the earth, by not caring for it, by not repairing the damage that we're doing, that we're doing on a daily basis, we're actually um, shooting ourselves in the foot. We're, we're cutting off our very own life source. And so that can't go on forever. So I actually wrote a book called Earth Healing, which is all about those things that you can do to give back to the earth, not just energetically, not just um, metaphysically, but also physically. So, um, you know, similarly to what you're talking about, those eco things that we can do to actually give back to the earth so that we're, we're reinstating those natural systems and cycles and supporting them so that they can support us as well. Yeah, I want to get into, you actually have two amazing books. I want to get into those. But first, before we dive into that, I just want to really quickly ask you, because, you know, I know as a listener, if I was listening to this today, um, I'm definitely connected to the land and, and Mama Earth. And, you know, I, I feel her, I feel her pain. And so my biggest question that I would have, and I'm hoping that the audience does too, is that whether they live, you know, in a high rise or a little tiny sliver of property or hell, maybe they're even on a hundred acres. I don't know. But what are some things that they can do uh, to keep their property happy and healthy? Are there little things that they can do for, you know, for their own little slice of heaven? Yeah, definitely. So um, starting in the metaphysical, like the really simple things that you can do. And this is great for people in high rises, for example, um, start having that, that relationship with the earth. So start talking to the earth and start, giving love to her and, and sending gratitude to her because with that intention to, to give thanks and gratitude and love to the earth, you're actually opening up a, a channel into her and you are giving her energy. So it's a way of giving back to her. Um, but also um, any time that you place crystals around the place, those really high frequency objects, they sort of lift your energetic imprint. So you're lightening your load on the earth. Um, educating other people, that's an energetic way of giving back to the earth, educating other people on the importance of giving back to her. But there's also those really practical things we can do as well. So um, I always talk about composting. So um, giving, uh, instead of your food waste going into the, the general waste or to, um, to landfill, putting that into either a worm farm or a composting system so that the earth can use that energy and it can go back into um, being used instead of just going to waste. Um, you can join, especially this is again, if you don't have much property yourself, you can join one of the green groups that goes out and restores entire ecosystems and just donate an hour of your time um, once a month or something to go and plant some trees. Um, you can create habitat friendly backyards. So invite wildlife back into your yard. So don't forget that when we, we cleared our blocks to, um, to build our houses, we wiped out a whole lot of vegetation, a whole lot of habitat for animals. Um, so start to reinstate that to reverse our damage. So plant a variety of different trees that were native to your area. Create a whole lot of different habitat styles. So you might have some rocks and some leaves and a water spot. So you can invite as much biodiversity back into that, that area as you can. Um, you can also, this is actually my favourite out of all of them, is to gift back an area to Mother Earth. So Instead of, um, so say, even if it's just a metre by a metre of your backyard, just give it back to Mother Earth. Instead of trying to make it look good the way that, you know, humans try to make something look good and like pruning and um, mowing and all that sort of stuff, just let whatever Mother Earth wants to do, she can do it with that area and gift it back to her with your heart. It's such an incredible 
um, generous gift back to Mother Earth and she understands that and she feels it and she'll thank you for it. I love all of those tips. Two of my favorites were gifted back to her. I love that idea. And also mm. the idea of sending her love, talking to yes. her. I say that all the time on this show, you yeah. know, stop and hug a tree. Yeah. Uh, talk to them, be thankful. Um, one of the things that I do is I, I often work with goddess Danu, who is mm -hmm. an earth goddess. Um, I believe of Irish descent, but Mm -hmm. uh, ways that, you know, really make you comfortable. And I think too, what I'd also like to add is that, um, I'd say Madi, you and I probably have very strong, uh, earth and root chakras because we're mm -hmm. so connected to the earth. But another thing that you could do if you're listening to this today and, and you're kind of overwhelmed with all this, you could work with your own energy system. So your chakra system is a great way to help you connect with the earth. So if you do feel disconnected and you don't feel like um, you have any connection at all. And, and I, I've actually met people that are like, oh, I hate going outside. Uh, so, really? <laughs> yes. I know oh, it's dear. so foreign to me, but, you know, work with yeah. your own energy system because it could be that you have a blocked um, earth yeah. chakra or root chakra and that may help. So... Yeah. Um, but I think these are fantastic tips. You mentioned earlier your your book. You've got Earth Healing and the Power of You. You know, tell mm -hmm. us a little bit about these books and what inspired you to write them. Okay. Um, well, The Power of You was my first book, and um, I wrote that after I spent some time in the Amazon. Um, I came back with I came back to Australia with really clear channels, and. Um, and I actually wanted to, to call it Heal the World by Being You. And um, the publisher that I worked with sort of suggested going against that, which now I know I would never do again. But it is what it is. And so I'll go with that. And, and it's, it is what it's meant to be, I'm sure. Um, but it's all about um, how, much, um, how much we strengthen our own energy, our own uh, physical and metaphysical energy, just by being aligned with ourselves. So doing things to um, to make ourselves happy, I guess, is the easiest way to say it, um, and not really caring what other people think. Um, doing those things that really light us up, and also not really um, giving our energy away to other people when we don't agree with what they're doing or whatever. Um, and so in doing that, it's helping the earth because when we're our, our happiest and healthiest selves, where we actually have the lightest energetic footprint on the earth and, um, and on Mother Earth. So um, a lot of people, when we're talking about um, helping the environment, we don't really think about that metaphysical side, although all of the um, Indigenous people of the world do, they understand that. But um, it's more, um, yeah, understanding that we have an energetic footprint on, on the world around us as well. So really taking responsibility for that and, and looking after ourselves and making ourselves happy. Um, earth healing is um, more specifically about helping Mother Earth. And um, it, my aim of that book was to really help people to understand how much nature does for our minds, bodies and spirits. So um, it really is... Um, you know, our source and, and it's the, the key thing that we need to be happy and healthy is for Mother Earth to be happy and healthy. So um, I wanted people to really experience for themselves how great they feel when they spend time in nature and to really reestablish that connection 
so that they um, want to help the environment and they don't need people like me sort of nagging at them, telling them how to do it because they've got their own connection and they understand themselves and they want to protect it. So in there, I've also got the, the tips of how to connect with nature and um, the things that everyone can do both um, practically and metaphysically to give back to the earth um, to keep her healthy as well. Yeah. I love that. So if you are listening today, uh, the book is called Earth Healing. So if you're interested in, in working with your own land, it sounds like that is a great book for that. Um, I want to know, I want you to take us through uh what land healing looks like like give us a uh, kind of a description you it says on your website that you need a mud map but mm -hmm. like, you know how do you tune into the info um yep. how do you what does it feel like to you what does it look like like take us through the process so the audience can get kind of an idea of what this looks like no worries. So I do all of my work remotely. So um, when I have a client come to me um, saying that they need a property healing, all I ask for is a floor plan. Um, and that's where they can either draw it themselves or they have the official floor plan of the property. Um, and then I use Google Maps as well. I get the address and I use Google Maps and I use both of those to tune in. Um, so by tuning in, um, it's sort of, I guess it's a shamanic skill that I've learned over the years to just... Um, to just tune in, it's like I'm actually standing on the property, even though I'm sitting in my own house. Um, and um, I guess it, it's beneficial for me to do that because when I'm, I'm physically at a property, I am so sensitive to energy that sometimes it's hard to tune on to the really key things that need to be healed. So by doing it from distance, um, I, I actually find it easier to, to pick the things that really need to be healed and, and effectively and efficiently do them. Um, so once I tune into a property, it's like I'm physically there. It's like I'm physically walking through the property and um, I sense uh, the areas that uh, are those dense energy patches and I'll walk over to them. So I'll sense them. I'll either feel that something isn't right. Um, if I go to a property and it's really dense and like really not great stuff has happened there and stuff, it, I'll usually feel like physically sick and like just want to get out of there straight away. Um, and I'll either, yes, I'll either feel that an area needs some healing or I'll see it, um, or I'll feel that an area needs healing. I'll sort of walk over to there and I'll stand there and I'll see what the issue is. Um, sometimes I know straight away what it is and it's like those, um, those things I was talking about, the ley lines or psychic energy or underground water or whatever. Sometimes I don't, and I'm absolutely okay with that because I think the more I try to intellectualize, um, the more I shut off what actually needs to be healed there. So um, sometimes I'll just say to people, look, there's a dense energy patch there and um, I healed it um, doing this. Um, so I'll go to those dense energy patches and I'll open up my, my channels and I will um, allow whichever frequency, whichever high frequency needs to come through to, to create that energetic feel in that spot. And I'll stand there until it feels good to me, until I know that, that it's cleared, um, that it's up to that higher vibration. And then I'll usually um, have a crystal, a metaphysical crystal that I'll put in that location as well, um, because whatever energy that crystal has um, is also helping in the healing. It's because it's such high frequency, it will help um, shift that energy as well. Um, and so um, I do that all across the property. And then I come up with a map where I show people uh, in my reports that I give to them what I found over their, their property 
And I also give them a list of crystals that if they want to, they can put in those locations as well. Um, I say that the, the healing is already done when I go there and, and do it all uh, remotely. But by having people put um, some energy behind the healing themselves, so by putting their intention behind the healing, by physically putting some crystals there, it adds to the energy behind the healing. So it makes it a, a more powerful healing. Um, yeah, and to each session takes about um, uh, an hour um, all up. And yeah, and when I leave a property, I always fill it with as much love as I can because you know, like love is the highest frequency that we can, we can add. And then every time I, I, I fill a place with love and I activate it with love, I've sort of every other property I've ever done, um, they all sort of join up and create this grid of, of love everywhere as well. So that makes it a more powerful healing as well. Um, and yeah, and so when I leave a property, it just feels right to me and I can feel that the energy is flowing again and I know that it's, it's been done. Um, it's all very intuitive. So there, there's not too much science behind that. But, um, you know, as someone yourself who works with intuition, you just know when something feels right and something doesn't. And, and that's how I work. Yeah, it, it's great because this is so similar to what I do. Um, you know, I, I, I'm dealing with energy all the time. And, and like everything that you're saying, as far as, you know, you can sense it and you just know when it's right. and um, mm -hmm. Even uh, when I work with a client, I'm always, like you said, love is the highest frequency. So I'm always working with love and um, mm. infusing things with love and eliminating the negativity and then infusing it with love. Mm. Um, I'm curious. I know that people who are listening to this today may wonder um, how long it lasts or if they have to do anything to maintain it. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it really depends on um, how dense the property was in the first place. If you've had a property that, um, oh, geez, sometimes I call them like negative energy sumps where they've started as something else. Like they might have started as a geopathic stress wound where there was a wound in the, the surface of the land um, that was um, caused by knocking a tree over or something. And then it just keeps attracting more dense energy and it turns into this real like large, dark spot in the land um sometimes those i'll heal it and and it'll be great but it will not last as long because um it, because so much energy is required to build that up to to a nice frequency where it's not going to drop back in so on those in those instances where it was a really dense energy on there which is probably only like maybe five percent of properties that i do um, in those cases, you might need to do one um, after six months again, um, and then another six months after that, and then after that, uh, about every two years. Um, but the average house, I'd say every two years. And that's simply because um, every time that we, after we do a healing, every time somebody walks onto the property, every time there's a new development somewhere nearby, every time um, people, the council comes through and, and changes the drainage or does some work at the front of your property, that's all changing the energy again and um, and lowering the vibration. So um, so it's important that we we do refresh it after every couple of years. But um, but yeah, usually about two years they'll last. Things that you can do yourself, um, really simple things to keep the energy in your in your own house light. Um, play music you love because everybody knows how fantastic that makes you feel, and the world around you feels that as well. And you can make it even more powerful to cleanse by um, listening to music you love, by singing your heart out, by dancing. Um, that's all really uh, high frequency work that, that will clear out your space. 
um, you know, burn uh, diffuse essential oils, um, declutter, get rid of things that you don't need anymore because energy gets stuck in little pockets, even under chairs and things. So if we don't clear out our spaces very often, uh, we're going to start getting energy trapped and, and the flow not going very well again. Um, letting lots of air and light in. Um, yeah, as much as you can, um, the, the wind and the light will, will remove dense energy as well. Yeah. I love it. So I'm curious, you know, I, I'd love to hear uh, maybe some stories of some clients that you've worked with. Maybe it was a really neat experience or an exciting transformation or what are some things that you've seen and experienced doing this work? Um, I guess um, some of the greater stories were, um, I guess, uh, there was one property where there was a tenant um, who was not very healthy and not very happy and was causing a lot of problems for the for my client. Um, and they were damaging the property and um, and not paying their rent and all this sort of stuff. So I did a healing on that property uh, and actually found a spirit in there who was not very pleasant and was quite... Um, the world around it was really distorted. It didn't know where it was and it actually felt trapped in this particular room and didn't understand that it could get out of there. And so it was like crazy. Like it was like scratching at the walls and just really, really agitated. So once I cleared that, um, the, the uh, client said to me that the tenant had completely changed their life. Like this was in a matter of a few weeks. They started exercising. They were much happier to her. They, they were much um, kinder to, to the client. They were just happier and um, were a lot easier to, to deal with. But, um, yeah, I guess that was a really obvious shift. Um, what else? We've had, um, I've had clients who um, haven't been able to sell a property and then or get tenants in, and the very next day after I do a session, they'll get someone in um, or someone to buy. Um, I've had people who have wanted to sell a property and um, they, you know, their intention is to get the best price they can for it, obviously, and, um, and as quickly as they can. And then that house hasn't even gone to market. It's like the, the real estate agent themselves has bought that property before they even put it on the market. Um, what else? Um, yeah, people, people who have actually been home and who are really sensitive to energy have said they felt the energy shift as it was happening. They felt the house become lighter as they were actually sitting there and, and it completely shift. Um, yeah, I guess uh, a lot of people um, just notice the stillness is a, a really common thing. Um, yeah, they, they just feel like once they walk into their house again after it's being healed, um, just this stillness and this peace in there that, that they, it makes them feel like home again if they're living in that property. Um, yeah, I don't know. There's, there's lots of different stories, but, um, yeah, or, um, where another common story is where, um, clients haven't been able to either get a, a bad tenant to move out or they've had, um, neighbors who have been causing a lot of problems. Once I do the energy healing, um, because it raises the vibration in that spot, the, those people who are not operating at a high vibration themselves start to become uncomfortable there. They don't understand why. They just know it doesn't feel like good to them anymore. It doesn't feel homely to them anymore. So they naturally move on. Um, so it's a really great way to be non-confrontational to get lower vibrational people to move on as well. Um, and they, they actually have a choice. They, those people can either raise their vibration and move up to that lighter loving frequency and they can live in that and then they'll feel happy in that environment. 
or if they're not happy in there, they'll move to another lower vibrations, lower vibrational spot. Mm, I love it. Huh. What's been the most rewarding thing for you doing this work? Uh, I think it's probably um, finally finding the thing that I love that I know that that helps the earth. So all that um, the the scientific stuff I do, and I still do environmental consulting. So I still do that really scientific um, helping the the environment that way. Um, but all of the energetic stuff I did, helping people and healing people. I liked it. I love healing. I love helping people, but it just wasn't as fulfilling for me. I found myself in those sessions actually getting bored. Um, so what I, I love about the land healing is it just, it, it brings together everything I love and it helps people. It's a really efficient way of, of energetically healing people because when you do a property, it can heal. Um, it's like giving an energetic healing to like five people or whoever, however many people live in that property at once. Um, it helps mother earth. I use my intuition. Um, I love seeing people get the results that they do out of it. Um, yeah, I just, I find it really fulfilling and, um, I'm not going to be changing <laughs> anytime soon. So yeah, I love it. What's one thing that, uh, you commonly see from people? Are they skeptical, excited, or do they usually get what you do? Um, I would say that hardly anybody gets what I do <laughs> until, <laughs> until I explain it. Um, and a lot of people are really skeptical and that's okay. I'm not here to judge. And I never give any guarantees either. You know, sometimes when I do a property healing, people will, make, will feel the shift straight away and things will start to change straight away. Sometimes they don't and they're really gradual changes. Um, and so um, the best I can do is the best I can do and I'll explain what I do. If they're not into that, they're not feeling it, that's completely okay because, um, like I said, people um, are drawn to it when they need to have it done. So I'm not worried about um, trying to please everybody um, when they come and talk to me. If I'm not saying the things that they want to hear, then that's absolutely okay. Um, but also, interestingly, when I do talk to people about this stuff, even though it's way out there for them and, and like they switch off and they're like, nah, that's not really for me right now, thanks. Um, a year or two later, it's like I've sort of started um, opening them up to, to this sort of thing, which is really interesting. So then, you know, maybe a year or two later, it starts to all make sense to them and then they'll come back to me and go, oh, okay, I sort of get what you, where you're coming from now, which is really cool. Um, yeah, but yeah, uh, I often also have like uh, one partner, if there's a married couple or um, a couple in a relationship, one will be really into it and really interested and the other one will be really cynical. Um, but that's always great when the, the cynical one actually sees the shift themselves and then they're like, oh, wow, maybe there is something in this and, and they start getting into it themselves. Um, yeah, I guess, um, yeah, so I do have a lot of, uh, well, most of my clients don't understand what I do at first, but, um, yeah, but they see the results themselves and, and all I can do is explain in my terms what I do and, yeah, if they come on board, they do. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's very, very similar to feng shui and the energy work, and um, you know, it, it it is very intuitive. Um, and you are you're dealing with energy, so it's anyone's guess how it's going to unfold, and and it's usually yeah. magical, and it's usually beyond your human brain, you know, imagination could ever uh, craft up. But yeah, um, it, it's. I can say that it's definitely quite magical, and and. Um, 
just seeing how things can work in this other dimension. You know, we, we get so caught up in the doing and we overcomplicate things. And I feel like when you get into the energetic world, it, it just, it can be so magical and so delightful if you just allow mm. it. Yeah, definitely. And it's so light and loving and, and um, lifts your own energy so much when you do open yourself up to that. I agree. Well, Monty, it has been so great talking with you today. If people are interested in learning more about what you do or would like to hire you, how can they find you? Uh, just head to my website. So it's drmartymason.com, which is D-R-M-A-H-D-I-M-A-S-O-N.com. And we'll also put that in the show notes for this show. If you've got questions, you can reach out to us at let's chat at thegatescompany.com or we will also have Maddie's website on underneath our uh, show notes on our website so that you have access to that. Maddie, I want to thank you for coming on the show today and sharing your thank enormous you, Amanda. Um, I thank love you. talking energy. I love talking with people who get energy. <laughs> yes, me too. I, I feel really great right now. Like I'm so lit up and like, cause I don't usually get to have these deep conversations with people. So yeah, thank you. This has been a really great start to my day. <laughs> yeah, this is, the, this is what this podcast is all about is getting into the woo. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> Well, thank you thank so you. much for having me. It was great talking with you. Thanks so much. Thank you. Bye, everyone. I often say that in order to cultivate home, we have to cultivate ourselves. And to cultivate ourselves, we have to cultivate our homes. Energy cannot be created nor destroyed. It can only change forms. And when it comes to our homes and the land that they kiss, that energy matters. If your land is harboring residual energy, that isn't so great. And if it's negative, it's going to affect you. It's going to affect your chi and how you feel. It can affect your sleep patterns, relationships, moods, and so much more. I see this so often and people don't have an understanding of what's going on. So they look to a lot of external things to try to fix it. And that's why I'm so passionate about incorporating energy into my design practice. You cannot create a beautiful space, a beautiful home, without first creating beautiful energy. And that includes the energy of Mama Earth. Be good stewards of this planet. Care for her like the great grandmother that she is and love on her hard because she deserves it and we all should be honoring her. I hope that you have enjoyed this show today. My name is Amanda Gates. If you're interested in getting the energy right in your home, be sure to contact us and my team. We work really closely with our clients for months to ensure that the energy is strong and healthy inside and out. And that includes getting your personal chi right too. This energy stuff matters. And you, when you get it right, everything and I mean everything else follows. You can't just throw a bunch of pretty stuff in your house. Pretty is great. Don't get me wrong. I love the pretty. But coming at it without first getting that energy right is like putting lipstick on a pig. So make sure you work on the energy first. If you're interested in learning more or would like more information, you can reach out to us at letschatatthegatescompany.com. You can head on over to our website at gatesinteriordesign.com. And hey, if you liked the show, 
be sure to go on over to iTunes and leave us a review. All right, everyone, trust the vibe because the energy never lies.